title of my message today is Expectation. Oh, it's going to be good. Been on my heart, on my mind. I'll tell you what. And it's, this message is going to be, uh, it's going to be conflicting, it's going to be challenging, and church, I'm going to need your help. Uh, I'm going to need you to do this. I'm just going to need you to do this. For me to do this, I need you to do this. We all have to have this when it comes to God. If we don't have this, we will receive and see nothing that God has in store for us. We, we have to have expectation. You have to be expected. Oh man, the Spirit's already speaking. I've got things in my head right now that aren't even in my notes. If you're expecting a baby... You're preparing for that. You uh, you are, <coughs> if something is that you are expecting, and everybody can see it, and everybody knows it, and when the day comes, the baby's going to come on out. We've got a little baby that, that we need to pray for, uh, Emmett. Emmett just had stomach surgery. Uh, that's Michael Logan's grandson, Emmett. So you keep him in your prayers. We're expecting a wonderful surgery. Uh, he's already out, so we're expecting a good recovery. Um, and, uh, you know, um, but we have to expect God. Amen. We have to. Um, if we don't, this is going to get real boring real quick. I'll just tell you. I told you, you just come and listen to me. I mean, I mean, you might as well go see a comedian or something to get a couple more laughs. Um, there's, there's, there's things that, that's funny over there. There's things that, uh, I, I'm not it in, in a bag of potato chips. It's just not it. I mean, if I come up here and I preach a good message, we believe, but we don't expect God to do anything, then number one, he won't. And number two, this this is going to get real boring real fast. And New Testament Christianity becomes religion really quick. And uh, it just we just go through the motions. And, and, and we do this, and, and we can do some good, and that is good. But if we expect God, uh, it'll, it'll get a lot more fun. It'll get a lot more better, you know, more Amen. better. Amen. You will, uh, you'll notice when you expect God to do something, you'll jump out of bed and go right to prayer because you expect Him to do something. When you're expecting something, you'll move in faith. If I say, I call you up and say, hey, meet me here. And, and I know you're, you're, you're truthful and you're honest and you're to be trusted. Then in faith, I'm going to go here at this time. But you said you would meet me and we'll meet. Maybe share some food. I don't know. But in faith, I'm going to drive to that restaurant and expect you to be there. I expect you to be there. You told me you were going to be there. If you weren't, if you don't show up, something's wrong. I'm going to have to make a couple more calls. Because I expect you to keep your word. I expect you to be there. This has a lot to do with faith. Now, last week, it was by faith. And so this is going to run right up to that. Faith should have you expecting God to do something. And if you don't expect God to do something, He won't. 
If you think it's going to be another boring Sunday where you listen to a really good preacher and you go home, then that's exactly what it'll be. That's just what it is. That's exactly what it'll be. But if we can expect God to move, then He will. I'm pretty sure He's got the most faithful word in eternity. I'm pretty sure he can be trusted. I'm pretty sure if he says he'd show up, he'll be here. I'm pretty sure I can trust God. He has not let me down yet. I'm pretty sure in eternity's past, he knew who I was, and he formed me in my mother's womb. I'm pretty sure his words, uh, everything will pass away, but his words will remain forever. I'm pretty sure if there's one man you can trust, it's, it, it's, it's the Son, God the Son, Jesus Christ. Um, but we have to, if we trust Him, we put our faith in Him, then we must expect Him in our services and in our lives and every day. You know, we've already went over to prayer. I said, He'll meet you in the morning. He says, early in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'll meet you. I'll, I'll, I'll reveal myself to you. I'll see you there. Mm-hmm. Uh, has anybody in the Word yet? Found God? It says, You will find me early in the morning if you seek me. Right? Anybody went to God yet and found Him? Then this is what I'm talking about. If you expect God to be there, and that's what. Okay, okay, let me just, let me just boil it down this. <laughs> if Jesus said He was going to come back, and he's going to be at this location. Then you better believe the entire church is going to show up at that location at that time. Right? If he told us when he's coming back. Now, he doesn't tell us. But if he did, it would be wise to say, okay, I'm going to meet you there. Right? But he said, I'll meet you every morning. I will. The God of all creation will meet you every morning early. If you seek now, I don't know why I can't get more people on this train, but I'm telling you, he's there. Amen. He's there every morning, waving, calling your name, telling you, don't hit snooze, get up and see my face. And he's willing, and if we expected the God of the universe to meet us and speak to us, if we saw... Uh, one of these bushes out here on fire, we'd all go over there and inspect it. Especially if the wood wasn't burning up. It was just sitting there ablaze. Because we'd say, oh, we can see that. That's a miracle. God's over there. Let's, let's go search that out. But God says he will meet you every morning. <coughs> but what's your expectation? Right? You expect him to be there. I'm getting into a lot of things, but let's just go. Let's go to Acts 3. <clears throat> Acts 3. We're going to read 1 through 5. We'll, we'll finish this passage, but at the end of this message, um, we'll start Acts 3, verses 1 through 5. Uh, and then we'll actually pray over this. Uh, let's do Acts 3, chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. If you don't have the Bible, it's up on the screen. Page. Verse 1. Now Peter and John, now you gotta remember, let me let me preface this. The Holy Spirit just fell. The Holy Spirit just fell. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. He said, Wait until you be endued with power upon uh, from on high to be my witnesses. Okay? So they're all full of the Holy Spirit. And this is what happens next. Now Peter and John went up to the get to gather in the temple at the hour of prayer. Oh, you know, the night hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which was called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. When seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms, and Peter. Fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. 
And he, this is the lame man, gave meat unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Okay, he was expecting. He's lame. He's a beggar. He's at the house of God. He's there specifically at the hour of prayer. And he is expecting to receive something. He is expecting to receive something. Now, I'm going to leave you on the cliffhanger if you haven't read your Bibles. You have, you know, the story, but we're going to move on. I'll leave the good stuff for later. <clears throat> the lame man was expecting to receive something. It didn't matter what it was. It didn't matter what it was. He wanted something. Anything. I am lame. I cannot walk. Whatever you got, give it to me. Right? Fastening his eyes, taking heed, expecting to receive. Okay? <clears throat> expecting to receive. If you would go to Psalms 62 5. Psalm 62 5. Chapter 62, verse 5, it says. <clears throat> My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from Him. My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from Him. Uh, this Hebrew word expectation, the meaning when you break it down is actually something tied to the end of a rope. It's a, it says, you know, a, a cord. You're, you're expecting something at the end. You're pulling it in. Uh, kind of like when you draw nets up. Right? When you're fishing or you're no, you 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 got you got you hooked on, right? And it, it's it's putting up a good fight. And you think, I wonder how many pounds this is going. You're expecting by 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 what you got on. You're expecting something, okay? So the song says, "For my expectation is from Him, only God." I will, my soul will only wait on God. God only. And I will, see, it's not a bad thing to, to expect things from God. That's part of faith. And if you don't expect God to do his part, then you will doubt. You will receive nothing. If we don't expect God to move, he's surely not going to move. Why would he? If I don't expect you to be there, you shouldn't show up. We have to come expecting him to meet us here. We're a body. We're together. I love the rest of these verses. He is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength. My refuge is in God. Trust in Him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us, Salah. Uh, that word Salah there is just how they ended their, their, uh, their, their songs. Now see... I feel like if we would, um, maybe we would, maybe we wouldn't, I don't know. I feel like 
if we all had a vision of Jesus right in the middle of us, we'd all be freaking out, right? Right? If he allowed us to see his glory right in the midst, we would be trembling, we'd be in awe, we'd be crying, we'd, we'd have, we, our faces would be on the ground. Um, we'd probably be like Elijah, um, just uh, Ezekiel, just falling as dead men, paralyzed by his glory. Um, but the truth is, you don't need a vision. Huh? Why? Because you have his word. Why can't you just expect him to be here? Let's go to John 14. Uh, Matthew. Yeah, we're going to go to Matthew first. 18. Matthew 18, verse 18. <clears throat> Verily I say unto you, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching one thing, anything, anything. Not just one thing, anything. That they ask, that they shall ask, it shall be done of them for my Father which is in heaven. Of my Father which is in heaven. So the Father will answer anything that you loose or bind if two of you are touching one thing. And let's just put the icing on the cake here. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. The creator of the universe is in the room. Now whether you feel him or not, it's not up for debate. If you're gathered here in his name, he is literally in the midst of us. It doesn't matter what you feel. Now, do you expect him to be sitting right behind Catherine? That's right about me. Do you expect him to be sitting right in front of Donna? Do you really expect him to be there? Because his word says that he is. It says he is right here. Regardless of how you feel, what you think, What's going on in your life? It says he's in the very midst of us. What does that mean? What does that imply? How should we act? How should we worship? Uh oh, you better believe that there's a white angel up here. Dan, you know, just spread his wings. I tell you. Yeah, I don't know what y'all do. You probably all run out the room. But Jesus says he's in our very midst. Right? Some of us can barely keep a word out. We don't even want to. I don't think of it. Oh, I don't want to look silly. You know, David took off his clothes and danced naked when he, with the presence of the Lord. I'm not giving you any ideas. He, Keep the clothes on. But I'm telling you, if, 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 if you expected God to be in the very midst of us, how would you worship? Would it be different than what you just worshiped? That's all I'm saying. Would it be different if the King of Glory was right here and you were kneeling before his feet and you could see his feet and you could see his garment, you could see the holes in his hands and in his side, would it be different? Because scripture says, the truth is, is he's in our very midst. Yes, he is. He's here. Yes, I'm sorry if I'm not the best ambassador. I'm sorry if I'm not the best representative. But the truth is, Jesus of Nazareth is in the midst of our congregation. Not because of what I feel. Not because of who I am, not because of who you are, because what His Word says. And it's true. And it, 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 it is not a lie.
So what does he do? What do we do? What do we do when Jesus walks in the room? How do we position our souls? What do we expect him to do? What does he say he will do? Well, number one, he says he'll answer anything we ask. Could we just expect that of him? It's not above or beyond. This is what he says. As believers, can we just believe that his words is true? Come on. I feel like we just we just do the same stuff. We don't. It's in, he's in the very midst. He's in the very midst. Doesn't matter how I feel. Doesn't matter what I've done. You know. He's in our very midst. And he says, whatever we bind in heaven will be bound. Whatever we loose on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So not only is he in our midst, he gives us authority and says, my father will do that for you. Anything you ask. Anything. You touch it. Two of you gathered together, you touch it. Can we just expect God to answer those prayers? Can we just come expecting? Or do we think God is a liar? Do we think maybe that's not his will? He said it, his word is true, it's never a lie, but yet maybe that's not it. These are deep things. These are hard things because not every time have we seen these things. But it doesn't change the truth. Doesn't change the truth. Let's go to John 14, 12 through 13. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works I do shall he do also. Greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And here, and lo, behold, he, he says the same exact thing. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do. That they listen for the reason here that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Do we really believe he's in our midst? Do we really believe that he will answer whatever we ask? Obviously, it needs to be according to his will. It's not like we just ask for a jet. Some people can con people into that. They do it all the time. I need a, I think I need a seventy million dollar jet. But you know what I mean? When there's a sickness, we need to deal with that. Just think about the Lord's Prayer. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Nothing to do with our will. So number one, we're not praying our will, we're praying his will. That's right. Okay? On earth as it is in heaven. Things things are whole in heaven. That's right. There is no sickness, no disease, no demons, no darkness. There's only light. So can we expect God to bring light to the situation? Can we expect God to do the miraculous? Can we expect God to do exactly what he did in scripture and stop making excuses for why he's not? I mean, look at the scripture. Look at Jesus. What's he look like to you? What do you expect of him? I expect God just to take care of everything. Everything. I, I will wait on him only. Everything else is a waste. Everything else can fail. Everything else can and will fail. Men, situation, it, it, what you name it, God will not. God will not, and He will never. But I have to expect Him. It's part of faith. I have to expect Him. I have to expect that He that that what He says He will do. Right here, He said it. Can anybody convince me otherwise? Anything I ask, He'll do. Anything I ask, He'll do. 
And when we, if we just, if we just agree on this thing, he'll do it. So what's going on? I told you this message is going to make you think. It's going to challenge you. Mm. Greater work is he that believeth on me. Does it say the apostle or the prophet or the teacher or the pastor? No, it just says he that believeth on me. Greater works will he do because I go to the Father. And anything you ask in my name, I'll do it. Yeah. I'll do it. You know how quickly Christianity... You know how quickly faith in Jesus will spread when your prayers get answered? When you're praying prayers that aren't your will, but His. And you're, 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 taking, you're bringing the kingdom of heaven here on earth. I bet you it'll spread like wildfire. I bet you it'll do something like topple the Roman Empire just like it did all those years ago. I bet you it'll change this entire community or a story about a town John Wesley had preached in. If you don't know John Wesley, he kind of birthed the Methodist church. That's where it comes from. It comes from the preaching of John Wesley, full of the Holy Spirit. That's why there's a flame in that symbol, too. There's a couple guys riding horses in the towns, 1900s, I think, and there was no bars in the town. No, no alcohol, no liquor. And they said, well, why can't we get a drink? They said, oh, John Wesley's been here. We stopped serving alcohol a long time ago. It's, it's changing entire cultures. We couldn't even conceive that now. The liquor store, they just, they just passed the law and put the liquor store in. They're going to close it down. We're going to just kick them wine and spirits out. Collectively, I just bring that up because that's just one thing. You know, I like that story because it shows how how the power of, of, of the Spirit changes communities, changes people's hearts. It changes the entire environment. It makes it all about Jesus. It makes it all about Jesus. Oh boy, you're going to like this one. Let's go to Mark 16, 15. Mark 16, verse 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. You ready? Them that believe. Who is that, church? Who is them that believe? That's you, right? They. <coughs> oh, okay. Them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak in new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. So basically, you're preaching the gospel in the Amazon, you get bit by a snake, you're not going to die. That's what that means. Listen to this, my favorite one. Uh, they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. We shall. Can we just expect that? Can we believe that? Can we expect Jesus to be in our very midst and the authority in his name to work? Is it hard? What, what, what is missing? Why isn't it more exciting? Why isn't what we read happening right here? Is not the kingdom of glory here in our midst despite what we feel? Can we get over our feelings? Can we get over uh, our, our shortcomings? Were these perfect people preaching the gospel or just people with the Holy Spirit? Pretty sure it was just people with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's the only one that's perfect. But He resides in you. Can we expect Him to do what He says He will do? Can we expect ourselves to do what He says we will do? We shall do these things. Yeah. We shall do them. Yeah. 
If we shall, then we've got to expect it to happen. There has to be an expectancy. I mean, wouldn't it be amazing to go to just say, okay, I'm getting up Sunday morning, I'm getting ready. What is God going to do today? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man, did you remember what happened last week? It's still, as things are still happening. Yeah, that's that's how the gospel started. That's that's what that's what was going on. I don't know where we veered off the road at and just started, you know, uh, just meeting and reading and leaving. But that is not what the gospel is about. The gospel has always been about because remember what a form of godliness is without power. That's talking about false teachers. You know that? It says stay away from those cats. And you got to say, are we doing things that has a form of godliness, but it's just void of power? It's just not powerful? It's just not life-changing? Is that religious? Can we just put that away and expect Jesus to be Jesus? It seems simple. I read it simply. It says the simple... Believe every word. This stuff is amazing. I just wonder if we can believe it. If we can expect God to do what he says he will do. They shall lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover. Matthew 10, 7. As you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead. Cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely you give. That's what Jesus tells us to do. That's what he sent out to 12 and 7. So you got to ask yourself, if our lives, remember, it's just believers. Just believers. It's just believers. If our lives aren't matching up with this, then we're, we're probably, we, <laughs> it will be real boring. Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you agree if these signs followed us, like it says that. Am I the one reading that? It says these signs will follow those who believe. Can, can the church agree with that? Did it say these signs will follow those who believe? That's what I read too. So I figure if these signs can follow each one of us while we go out, regardless of our state, let's say you haven't received your healing yet, but it still says these signs will follow you. It doesn't keep you from praying for anybody else. You know, it's just wouldn't this be a lot fun, exciting? What kind of testimonies would we have in here on a Sunday morning if these signs would follow those that believe? Now, the only thing I can get that these signs aren't following those who believe is you just don't expect them to. You just don't wake up expecting people to get healed, set free, delivered, raised from the dead. I don't expect that. It's actually illegal to touch a corpse nowadays. I don't know how you get into that one, but, you know, it says if you can do it. That's what it says. I, you, know, you never know. Car accident, you're right there on the scene. Stuff like that. It says you've done it. Why wouldn't you? But you're right there. I, I haven't been put in that situation yet. If I am, that's all I can do. I don't even know CPR. I'm just said, you know, Jesus' name. It's going to have to work for you. I'm saying. But like, can the church start thinking like this? Can we start expecting God? To do, to do what he says so this life can be full of joy and not so painful all the time. Not always just a struggle to get, not just, oh, I can't wait for the good by and by because it's so miserable here. It says we're supposed to take this place over with the kingdom. Now the world will get darker and darker. We can't, we can't take over everything. But we can take over Ray County for sure. As much as country folk. Just waiting to see Jesus. They never seen Jesus. Not like this. Not like this. Hey, I barely seen Jesus like this. But what happens if you just expect God to do what He says He's going to do in your life too? Yeah. It's with you. 
starts. All you need is what? Faith. Faith. If you have faith, by faith, that you're going to be there, then you'll, you'll be there. I'll go. I'll meet you. You said you'd be there. I'll be there. He said he'd do it. He said he'd do it. Let's meet him in the middle. Let's just meet him there. Let's just believe it. I got to move on. Acts 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all... Sorry, that was loud. All that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So who all did Jesus heal? All. All. That's right. All. He healed all. I get it. That's hard to cope with. Especially when we see so much death in our lives. But this is what Scripture says. Jesus is in the room. Jesus heals all. Jesus is in our very midst. Jesus should heal Oh, I don't, I don't get... And we would never say that it's God's will for you to hang on to that devil. Oh, come on. Preach. We're supposed to cast out devils too, right? Yeah. And, and now listen, listen. We were talking about this in Bible study. We would never say, yeah, I believe God wants you to keep that devil. He's teaching you something through that devil. <laughs> no, we know. As believers, we need to cast that devil out, right? But some reason we go into the, we go into healing and sickness, and we say that. Well, and it's like I don't think so. I think we're just He says to heal all of them. When Jesus came in the room, problems were solved. People were raised from the dead. They didn't die. Never ever did I see anyone die when Jesus stepped in the room besides Lazarus, and then he raised him from the dead. That's the gospel. That's the good news. That's the scripture. I don't know why we believe all of these thoughts of what people, we write books on why it didn't happen, when the book says it will happen. What do we expect? We expect God not to do it. And so he doesn't. If we just expect him to be who he is. I bet you he wants. We just have expectation for who God is. In our lives. In our own bodies. It's the Holy Spirit. Watch how it doesn't change after the apostles. When Jesus ascends, it doesn't change. It just gets better. Acts 5, 12. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. Listen, this is, this is exactly what should happen when we get a hold of Jesus. When Jesus is in our very midst, this is how it should look. And if it doesn't look like this, we've got to, we've got to process some things. We've got to say, this is boring. Let's get... Let's get to how it should look. Let's expect God to do things how he says he will, not how religion has made it out to be. Listen to this. And they are all with one accord, right? Uh, by the hands of the apostles, for many signs and wonders, rock among the people. They were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. And the, re uh, and the rest, there's no man joined himself unto them, but the people magnified them, and believers were more added to the Lord, multitudes, both men and women, in so much, listen to this, when Jesus is in the midst, in so much, they brought forth the sick into the streets, yeah. laid them on beds and couches, that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. There came also multitudes out of cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folk that were, and them that were vexed with unclean spirits. And they only healed a little. They only healed some. Oh, no, they healed every one of them. Church. Every one of them. Every, I love how it says that. Every, they healed every one. 
Look at the, the draw. Look at what Jesus does. That's, that's amazing. That's incredible. I can't believe I'm reading this. I just wish I'd start singing. Oh, it gets me excited. I want to expect Like, would, would not that verse be a lot more fun to come into every Sunday? I'm just saying, be real, church. Would not this verse, if we showed up and people are just dragging sick folk in here from every city round about because Jesus is actually in our midst because we expect him to be. Because he says he will. We know Jesus was in their midst. They were all on Solomon's porch. They were all in one accord. And guess what was happening? He was healing everybody. Because we know the apostles didn't heal one person. It was the Holy Spirit through the apostles. Healed every one of them. There's not one man that's ever healed anybody. It's only God that heals every one. Everyone. This is what my Bible says. It's what I'm forced to deal with. It's what I struggle with every day. As a pastor, I come. Oh, here we go again. I'm sure y'all say the same things. Come on, you're getting ready in the morning. You got to come all the way over here. I'm just, come on, let's be real. This isn't happening every week yet, is it? Now, praise God, Austin's gotten healed. There's one. There's one. There's one. There's one, but it should be every one. And then it just spreads like wildfire. Before you know it, everybody's I don't know what we're going to do. You better get ready. So I'm preaching this to you. It's God saying it to me. And now God's going to be saying it to you. And I'm your pastor. That's how it should work, at least. <laughs> That's how I hope it'll work. Now, it's difficult. Because now we have to go back into life and, and believe this stuff. Expect God to do this. Even when expectations haven't been met in the past. It doesn't matter. His word is all that matters. His word is the only thing my soul will wait on. It's the only thing I'll put my trust in. It's his word. Now, we're, we're going to do one more thing here. We're going to finish out the story. Okay? And, and then we're going to come up here and we're going to pray for each other. Okay? And we're going to expect God to heal. Amen. I mean, I know uh, we got a bad back, or we got all kinds of, we got some stuff right here. <clears throat> needs to be healed. I'm expecting God to do so. Yes. Anybody else need healing? Anybody? Anybody else got something going on? If you do, come on up. What do you got to lose? We either expect God to move. Or, or the fact is we just don't. Okay? And that's what we're going to do. Let's, let's start here. Acts 3. I love this. We're going to start back in verse 6, okay? And uh, I'm going to be doing some reading, so just follow along. You're going to need your Bible for this one. I didn't, I didn't want to add all this. We're just going to read uh, the whole story here, Okay? I'll be as quick as I can. Now Peter, uh, no, that was one. Okay, there we go. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankles bones received strength. And he leaped up, stood, and walked, and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that it was he which set thrones at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at which, at which had happened unto him. 
And as the lame man was healed, uh, and as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon, greatly wondering. And Peter saw it. He answered unto the people, ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Why ye, uh, look ye so earnestly on us? Though by our own... I love this. I love it. I love it. This is one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. Listen to this. Listen to this, church. As though by our own power or holiness. You get that, church? We made this man to walk. Oh. As if by our own power and holiness. See, you will totally cut yourself short by your shortcomings. Peter and John didn't have any problem. This is not by our power or our holiness. Neither one of them. It's not by us. <coughs> so it doesn't matter where you're at with God. Doesn't matter if you're a little further behind or a little farther ahead. Because it's not about your power or your holiness. This is one of my favorite scriptures. Because it's, it, it, it puts it on the Word of God. So many times we look at ourselves, what's wrong with us? Why is that? No. It's the Word of God. It's true. Do we believe it or not? Do we believe it or not? Because guess what? It's not based on our power or our holiness. Praise God. So it's not on our lack of power or our lack of holiness. Because it's not about that. Listen to this. As though by our own power, our own holiness, we made this man walk. The God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the God of our fathers, hath glorified his son Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate, when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One and the just, and desired a murderer to be granted unto you, and killed the Prince of Life, whom God hath raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. Listen to this. Listen to this. Remember by faith last week? And his in his name, through faith in his name, hath made this man strong. Whom you see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. And now, brethren, I walk not uh, that through ignorance you did, as did also your rulers. I'm talking about the crucifixion of Jesus. But those things which God before had shown by the mouth of all the prophets, that Christ should suffer, and that he hath so fulfilled. Repent ye, therefore, be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom heaven must receive into the times of the restitution of all things, which God hath spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets, as the Lord again. For Moses truly said unto the fathers, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up uh, unto you of your brethren, like unto me. Him shall you hear in all things whatsoever you shall say unto you. And it shall come to pass that every soul which will hear not that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. Yea, and all the prophets from Samuel and those that follow after many as have spoken have likewise foretold of these days. You are the children of the prophets and of the covenant of God which made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham, And in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. Unto you first, God, having raised up his son Jesus, sent him to bless you and turning away every one of you from his iniquities. And the story's not over yet, but it's, it's getting there. And as they spake unto the people, 
the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them into hold until the next day. For it was now even tied, albeit many of them which heard the word believed. The number of the men was about 5,000. This is after the 3,000 on the first day. This is like the second day or the second week, somewhere around here. Well, we got 5,000 people. One day from one miracle. And one man going to jail because of that miracle. 5,000. I promise you, you lay your hands on some dead people, you might go to jail. I don't know. <laughs> I heard a story from Mr. Smith, one of his words. He took a body out of a casket. Raised <laughs> oh, This is a crazy story. <laughs> you just have to look up Smith. He took a, and this is before they evolved and stuff, uh, 1800s. He took a body out of a casket. He leaned it up against the corner of the wall. This is in the home, because you have a funeral in the home. And he started to say, he said, you live in the name of Jesus. And that stiff body like a board just slid down the wall and on the floor. And he picked it back up and he slammed it against the wall. And he said, live in the name of Jesus. And one more time, and it slid right down the wall. And he picked it up a third time and he slammed it against the wall. And he said, I said, live in the name of Jesus. And breath came into that man's body. Yes. And he was raised from the dead. Now, that's how you see people raised from the dead. I, I, don't, know if I, that. I don't know. I don't know how that was raised. But, you know, that's, that's, just, that's crazy. That's crazy. But that's, 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 that's just faith. Knowing God's will. Knowing this, this, this is not the end. What are you willing to risk? Are you willing to look like a fool for what this word says? Because you want to end up looking foolish. Because why? The gospel is foolishness to them that are perishing. But it's the power of God to us that are being saved. Yes. Where are they, Father? Thank you. Five? Is it? Okay. I'll be at the end of the five thousand, right? And it came to pass on the morrow that the rulers and the elders and the scribes and Annas, uh, the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander and as many as were the kindred of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked by what power or by what name have you done this? And Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers and peoples and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you have crucified and God hath raised from the dead, even by him that this man stand here before you hold. This is the stone which is set at the knot of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there any there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. And behold, the man which uh, was healed, standing with them, they could say nothing against him. But when they had commanded them to go outside, out of the council, they conferred among themselves, saying, What shall we do to these men? For there indeed a noble miracle had been done by them, and is manifest unto all them that dwell in Jerusalem. And we cannot deny it. But that it spread no further among the people, let us straightly threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you, more than unto God judge ye. For can, 
We cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding nothing that they might punish them. Because of the people, for all men glorified God for that which was done. For the man was about 40 years old on whom the miracle of the healing was showed. And being let go, they went their own company, reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said unto them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and the Lord and said, Lord, thou art God, which hath made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that there is uh, uh, in them is, who by the mouth of thy servant David hath said, Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord, against his Christ. For of a truth against the holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together. For to do whatsoever thy hand hath thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings. And, oh, okay, so now this is, we stop there and go to verse 29. Go to verse 29. <clears throat> now listen. Listen. And now, Lord, behold the threat. Granted to thy servants that with all boldness they may speak the word. And speak the word of boldness by stretching forth thine hand to heal. And that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. Turn it up a little bit. You don't believe it? We're going to expect God to move. We're just going to be satisfied with doing the same thing. All the time.
Jesus. 